Raph, you are officially done commentating. Uh, are you, or do you still have still 17 going. matches hey left? Guys, it's right been four. seven days, days since he's he's been commentating. Um, it's I'm pretty time. sure it's over, but Raph's still going, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves commentating is way easier when you don't have to do it, when you're on a painkiller-based nap. Got the sweep. How did it? How are you doing this evening? Yeah, it's fine. That's good. You commentated for forty-seven hours. <laughs> so I, what time did you have to be there? What time? A.M. What time did you get up? Got there. Well, get up and be there. Are two different uh, questions. Yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking the whole nine. Okay, I woke up at six forty-five. Six forty-five in showered, all that ready, all that done. I'm ready to go at about 7.30, get there at APU at 8.45, and we're told the event's going to start at 9.30, which is great. So we were working with good people, obviously, at BuddhaVideos.com. We want to thank them for allowing myself and, of course, my other commentary uh, human being in that of John Evans, which we had a great time. It was absolutely one of the funnest experiences you can have. Uh, one of the funnier parts is, and if you two do keep doing this, we're going to get that spinoff called the Commentator Affair on Showtime, oh, the dude. sequel to the Pacey one. Is it going to be a lot of really muted looks? And- Kevin's version. <laughs> Take <laughs> one, and then the halfway there it goes to Raph's version. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I would actually watch that show. Uh, <laughs> Raph's like, yeah, I'm interested. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I would like to see Kevin's version, which is like completely distorted. It's really a lot of threatening phone it's, calls from me. Raph like screaming angrily at the phone. And then Kevin, you know, in my version is just a lot of like, Raph, I don't know, man. I'm just too much on weed that I don't know what to do, man. Hi, the I entire was, time. I was good at edit the podcast, but I got these magic beans instead. Oh, the man. problem is if you and I were ever doing something like drunk history, we would know that they were taking they were going to act it out. So it'd be like in this scene, rap started cross dressing, which was weird. <laughs> but that was just before he turned on to the meth. Crazy method acting. But, you know, I would also really try and sneak in things that I know you would hate doing. So that would Sit-ups. be my time. Really like. <laughs> That's when he had uh, just a smoothie for breakfast. Well, Kevin was also – he was working out in this class, this jiu-jitsu class, and they said work on your core. And Kev was like, I love that. Let me do about 90 of these. So, Can I lead this exercise? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we got there at 845. They started at Damn. 930 was what they were told us they were going to do. But – what I found out was that they wanted to do one of those pre-screens that puts you on camera 10 minutes before, which I totally get and it sounds great. However, now that it's a day removed and the entire event is available for streaming at Budo Videos on YouTube, um, you hear part of that conversation that John and I were having before they had put the countdown clock. So you hear me be like, Woo! Yeah, this is great. Whatever. Uh, you're stupid. Okay. Hey, what's that? You're great. Look at you. Being an idiot over here. Am I right? Uh, which is, I was like, oh, shit. I thought that was off air. But I will say the one thing that John was asking me, he's like, are you afraid to talk about this? And I go, oh, John, here's the thing. I never talk about anything when a microphone is in front of me. 
that I would be afraid to say to somebody's face. So I just know that rule. If you put a microphone within any of your vicinity, you better be prepared to say whatever nasty things you say about Kevin straight to his face. So I have a few of those things I need to say right to you, Kevin, that I said yesterday. Uh, go ahead. Does Do any of them have to do with the hashtag? Which was the hashtag, Kev? No, when I did the ADGS 2015. No, I don't think so. Oh. You started to admonish me, and then you were like, wait, he actually might be right on this one. Yeah, I, that is true. You were good about putting that right hashtag, and I was like, oh, that's great. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> I was about to get mocked. It was like, no, I think he might be. Those are the initials. Well, I looked twice. Me... That's good, and I appreciate you for doing um... that. But <clears throat> there's been so many different uh, incarnations of what they called it. But here's the more confusing part, Kevin, because they also – somebody was talking to me about the – Grand Cup, and then there was also Grand Prix, So, but this was a Grand Slam. And then to make things even worse for somebody who is jiu-jitsu dyslexic is that they had ACDC playing from the guys who put on ADCC. So my brain may have melted a little Fair. bit. I don't know how you're supposed to maintain professionalism during something like that, though. It was tough. Highway to hell. Well, you know it's weird when you're watching jiu-jitsu happen in front of you live and the type of music, because they played Thunderstruck, and that's the type of music you would see for somebody's highlight reel is happening during the match. Then you just get really confused, like it's a basketball game, and you go, why is there music right in the middle of all of this? And the you know credit to the performers and the athletes, they didn't really bat an eye. I might have because when a weird song just jumps out of nowhere when I'm rolling, you might kind of perk up and go, did somebody put on fucking Rihanna again? Because I we all would. know the song of the gym right now was Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato. Everybody knows that. Cool that the is summer. the song we are using. Cool I, for the summer. It, very, very entertaining. If I may be so bold, yeah. do you have any give us a little bit of insight into how much control you had over the camera versus <laughs> and first of all, <clears throat> I, I was joking earlier, but I tuned it up. I, I'd say I probably turned it on at first at like 1130 a.m. time. You guys were humming away. It was a blue belt. They were just fighting their asses off. That was when you guys fell in love with the Paragon guy. Um, then I took a little nap. Just a little. Uh. <laughs> Before you go any further, and we'll explain the context for that, I guess, a little later in the show. But you can tell the difference in the days the two of us had, which is Kevin telling me a little casually later on. Hey, ref, I watched a little bit of what you were doing at like 1145. Then I was like, oh, Napsville, Kevin. Napsville. Yeah. Party went of to, one. Went to sleepy time. And yeah, then man. same thing. Basically, woke up, watched some more football, watched some more <laughs> jiu-jitsu, uh, ate, fell asleep again, because, you know, those pain, Percocet's a hell of a drug ref. It'll really knock you out. And I was completely impressed when I tuned it on. It must have been 10 hours and two naps, three naps later. You guys were still humming away at that same pace. John <laughs> Evans hadn't melted, which I thought was for sure what happened if he talked after five hours. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it wasn't you just screaming at people on YouTube, which would have been amazing. Don't turn a fucking gi match on if you don't want to watch the fucking gi. But don't <laughs> complain about it because it's a gi match. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're fine. Yeah, I'm glad that you were finding that because I was looking at different avenues and Kevin was telling me how people were complaining that it was gi instead of Overwhelmingly, the comments were insanely positive. Great stream. Everyone loved that it was free. Everyone was like, yeah, this is great. It's free. They loved you guys. They did a solid 15 minutes during one of the boring blue belt matches about how much more fun you guys were making it. And it was like a perfect time because you were just mocking John who couldn't find any of the matches. <laughs> there were three matches going on and John's like, which one? I was, I'm, I, I was looking the other way. <laughs> the hardest part is and, that John did that thing where he would look out and he'd be like, well, as soon as we can figure out where that match is. And I go, you know, it's hard for him. The TV is in front of his face. Like, it's directly there. So it does block a little bit of his vision. But there was always one match we could see, like, right in front of us. It was Matt, I believe, six. And we looked down and we would see the action going in front of us. But you would think, okay, yeah, sure. If there's a whole bunch of matches going on, you don't see that match. It's it's tough, too. But when the whole mats are empty and every camera angle you see is empty you would maybe think oh maybe i should check my blind spot but john would just Probably. be looking up and being like oh i don't see where it would be um i'm looking out here there's there appears to be nobody on the mats um but weirdly there is a uh, one set of individuals right here and i'm like oh god for the love of god just open your eyes john just look in front of you just, please for fuck's sake look up anyway go and- on We'll talk more about the tournament itself because we have Gabe Arges coming on later, but some cool fighters. People were out fighting. And is it – I know that they were giving away money, but it's almost in these formats you get a little bit more of a fun crowd sometimes when you don't have some of the big names. And this was like a fun fighting group because everybody was just kind of going for it. It was a nice mix of uh, the folks that you see all the time competing – uh, some up and comers, some folks who, frankly, I've really never seen compete. Uh, so getting exposed to all of their games is really cool and really different. And I do like that they open it up to the white belts. At one point, we had somebody saying like, "Hey guys, don't forget about the white belts." And I was like, "We're not. We're actually commentating on white belt matches. Where would you see that? Ever? You might see it know. on like Worlds or something like that, very briefly uh, on the lower level uh, matches, I guess, but." I, I just think that's a a cool aspect, and it's not like you're going to cover every single one of them, but I thought all things considered, we did our best. The one thing that John and I did discover, and I will tell you guys this, so there were seven mats yesterday, and it is difficult to, to go between different mats. You know, you had a lot of requests. At some point, people think that we're kind of like a radio station, and it's like, I want to hear... Demi Lovato's cool for Give the me summer. Marvin Gaye. Give me Marvin Gaye by Charlie Poon. It's like, uh, this is a jiu-jitsu tournament. Right, and you're but like, I uh, will, I'll do a few verses. I mean, I do love Marvin Gaye, so I don't mind singing a few if you guys don't mind. So I would, you know, try and do my best to, to keep things coverage. But you're never going to make everybody happy. So we would do our best. Um, sometimes we use the assistance, and that is the beauty of social media because the things we couldn't see or we couldn't find the answers to, sometimes people would just tweet us the answers of, say, a match that we, you know wasn't on air. Well, what we found out was there were two mats out of those seven that were just off limits. They were not camera friendly or they were not able to be put on TV for whatever reason. And people were complaining because it really pissed me off because they kept putting the female matches there. 
And people were asking for female matches, and I was like, I'd love to give you one, but we don't have one yet. And either one of two things would happen. You'd be in the middle of another match, and we wouldn't want to turn away from anything. Or if that was the case, then you'd look over and you'd see, oh, what's that? Oh, look, it's Cyborg on Mat 1, the one that we can't do. Yeah, or yeah. 7. Yeah. Cool. Great, because nobody wanted to see Cyborg competing. So who, there who were times. In that? No, who at all? And there was, yeah, I mean, Cyborg lost. So we definitely would have loved to have seen that. Um, I, I just couldn't believe it when I heard it. So all of those things happen and you do your best uh, as things are going on. But I would like to say, I guess on behalf of myself and John, we were really, really appreciative of how many nice positive comments we got. A lot of people were saying like, hey, you know, you didn't show our match that we wanted to see, but we appreciate you trying or getting us the info. And, uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff that really keeps you going and makes you laugh. And even some of the people who try to come at us were laughable. I mean, people don't really know how to argue well on the Internet. So, you know, when somebody comes at you and says, this is the worst jujitsu I've ever seen and spells it S-C-E-N-E, um, you know, you can't help but just kind of chuckle and go, that's adorable. Also, it is adorable. Also, the worst jiu-jitsu you've ever seen. Like, have you seen jiu-jitsu? Have you watched any competition before? I mean, Raph, have you? I thought yesterday was rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was... Yep, that was the end of it. Sorry, guys. That was it. Was, it was a fun run. It was a fun run. Now the sport yeah. is dead. That'll, yep. that'll take care of it. Actually... I'll say this, it's always fun to, and I'm someone that we can segue probably a little bit because I'm going yeah. through the injury. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch the blue belts. It was terrifying at <laughs> times um, <laughs> because Cobrinha's son is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that kid is good. I don't even want to know all the There was yeah. a lot of talent like that at the place, so it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch some of the lower belts too. It was crazy. Yeah, no, and watching them do their thing at, at such a great level so quickly is scary. And you would look at certain points, and I think the blue belts, especially with that guy Alberto from Paragon, he was using the kind of movement that I think was comparable to some upper belt matches I saw. Um, could have fooled me. I mean, you could have easily put him and Jimmy, who had a great match uh, from Alliance in – purple belt or i don't know i mean you could have gone any way on those sort of things just in terms of the type of thing that you could see and i will say this the one thing i really appreciated and john and i said off air to each other was you could say that other tournaments have their own stylistic points or their own differences no is its own world that's cool the thing i appreciated about this one here with maybe the cash prize incentive or maybe the competitors was that Everybody seemed to really at least be trying to finish or trying to continue a submission because I didn't see a ton of stalling. I at least saw people in movement or in transit or setting up stuff, and that's way more easier to appreciate as a spectator and as a commentator. I would also echo that it seemed like the six-minute time frame – does one of those things that's just really good for gi matches. Uh, there's just not a lot of time. So the six minutes yeah. is actually kind of fun when you're in that format and you've got a ton of matches going on. Yeah. 
So I liked that. Um, I had a ton of fun. I learned quite a bit too. That's yeah. To stay What'd you learn from a lot of those blue belts? <laughs> no, there was some really good explanations about uh, defending against some chokes and how to attack when people were on your back trying to bow and arrow you. And it was also a pretty great seminar on how to bow and arrow people. Yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, you got to it see was... it forty-seven times. Did you get a final count on that? By the way, I, I was there when you issued the bet. And you were like, can we get some guesses? Does anyone have any ideas? I was putting it out to the power of the internet, and there were a handful of folks who stayed with us, I think, all the way through. And I was really hoping they were they were the individuals who would give it to us at the end. Um, I felt like we were in the neighborhood of 94,000. There were – it was the favorite – and I get it, you know, way easier than trying to rear naked joke someone. I will say with the gi. there are very few moments that like – there, I mean, stylistically, I don't think John and I differ on a ton of things because, you know, I I very much look up to his game. Uh, you know, he's a great, great person at explaining things. So there's so much I respect about what he does and even rolling with them. You know, he's he puts into practice what he talks about and it's really cool. And he will teach you as you're rolling with him. I will say when John was talking about getting a grip and I saw that somebody was taking the back. And they get a lapel and they get that collar kind of thing. And as they went to take the back, they'd get that collar grip. And then you'd see John go, oh, well, they don't have, uh, you know, uh, the over under. They don't have the seatbelt there. And I, I don't know if I like that. And I'm like, John, I'm looking here and I don't think they give a shit about that seatbelt grip. I think they want that fucking collar. And John's like, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's not quite like that. And I'm like, I think they're going to finish with a bow and arrow. And John's like, mm, I don't know. I mean, if you get, oh, and it's a bow and arrow choke right there. And I was like, oh, let's get this on a highlight reel and repeat it forever. Oh, this is so glorious. And then John's starting to do his like, well, you know, I really love when people do this because I think it really gives you. And I was like, no, John, no, no. Shh, let me have this. Let me have this, John. You guys also had a moment while I was listening where he called the match yeah. early. And uh, you were like, so you want to take that one back? Let's just all mark the moment where John said this is over. I generally dislike hearing, oh, this match is over. Now, that's that not was to say. Great, though. Thank that you. Awesome. It's not to say that you don't look at it and think, oh, it's done. I just hate. I don't know. Maybe it's because you and I, Kevin, face a different structure in life how many chokes or submissions do we have that are just like this is my hundred percent because no one ever gets out of it i mean maybe john lives a different life where he's like oh once i get the arm to here it's done so okay i could i can concede that but there was just that moment where like john's like oh oh it's over and i'm like is it i'm not really sure i mean it looks really terrible (laughs) oh and we're out well i'm gonna try and give john a a second to cartwheel pass his way out of this one no we're mostly in the same and i would love to see him cartwheel pass um visually hey Vinny did some nice work up there mm-hmm. at the world series of fighting and mm-hmm. then even celebrated the right way is that a wrestling fan celebration <laughs> uh well okay we should first talk about before we get to the celebration about the match kev ask me how long the match was how long was it not long enough for me to even get a drink of my beer or open it frankly the entire what match with Vinny he's so inconsiderate about like him. when you're trying to get a drink I know I actually put it on his wall I was like dude 
screw you. I couldn't even open my beer and take a drink. Like I, the match was over. Uh, it was between him and Matt Hamill. It went 20 seconds. And, uh, you know, Vinny looked like he wanted to stand up with him a little bit. Matt Hamill still has power, so he was still evasive. He got in a couple kicks. And uh, Matt kind of, like, rocked him a little bit, but not like a real rock, just kind of unbalanced him. Vinny went straight to the ground and then started playing jiu-jitsu. And when he did it, he saw an entry, like a very 10th Planet-style entry into a knee bar. And that look on his face, he had a giant smirk because it looked like somebody gave him a Christmas present. It just literally was like, oh, and here's a knee bar. Thank you. I would imagine that's the hard part about fighting Vinny Magalhaes, Raph. If I, if I'm going to venture a pretty – hold on. I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. Feels like the most danger he could pose is, is in those moments. Yeah. That guy should have talked to us beforehand. We would have told him. Be very careful. Yeah. Keep him above your waist if that's possible. <laughs> Just keep um, him at all times standing. I, you know, above the waist. Normally, I hate your longer legs and uh, know that that is harder to pass for you. But um, when you have somebody like Vinny, I feel like that's the comeuppance for you because I feel it's just more for him to grab and reach. Fair. Those are the thems are the breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, congrats to Vinny on a quick and decisive jujitsu victory. Come back. Thanks to grappling on your shield or you know with someone's knee whatever it is i don't ever don't remember the saying uh then he got ddp'd no did I, am i saying that right you got the no. diamond cutter no what did, he, what did he get uh well kind of i mean you're not terribly wrong what it is the kids these days they call it the rko and kev the rko are you familiar with this yet uh, regional knockout. It's like a thing you can only do in some areas of the country. <laughs> no. What it is, is it's a variation of the diamond cutter. So you're not 100% wrong. But basically, uh, imagine a stone cold stunner, but flying. Okay. So that somebody's jumping in your general direction, you grab their neck and kind of fall down and basically break their their chin to the ground and knock them out. And Vinny's corner was worried he hadn't gotten enough work looking well, like he got knocked out, so maybe they should. Yeah, if you are being honest with yourself, if your fighter hasn't taken enough damage, you want to impose some of it on you. Yeah, I guess that yep. makes sense. I mean, yep. I've never I've never caught a coached, but that makes sense. Yep. Um, speaking of someone that got some coaching, Anthony Bourdain went and visited – up in San Francisco, he went and visited Kurt Osiander, um, infamous hair of jiu-jitsu. He, did you see, the, uh, the episode's amazing. You did a little write-up um, yes. on behalf of his uh, stuff going to jiu-jitsu. Fun little take about San Francisco. Obviously, as a jiu-jitsu person, kind of cool to see him doing some training. Yeah. And, you know, he, he does a nice job at least showing what the uh, daily grind can be like when you don't necessarily want to wake up and go, but you kind of have to. Otherwise, yeah, you get the shit beat out of you later. I would say this. I was very uh, excited. Uh, I got actually asked to write the article. And um, when that happened, uh, I didn't expect it. It came on Friday and uh, I ran it past my editor and I don't know if you know this, but there's no better satisfactory feeling than looking at your boss and saying, guys, I'm sorry. I need to write this article on jiu-jitsu. 
And they go, okay. Yeah, that and I was like, tough. what? That happened? You let me do that? And they're like, oh, it sounds great. And it's Anthony Bourdain. I love him. Everybody's like, I love him. I love him. I was like, okay, cool. So I wrote the article. Um, it's gotten so much love and appreciation, which I honestly did not expect. Um, I thought it would maybe help to make people a little bit more aware of the episode, maybe highlight some of the the intricacies of, of training jiu-jitsu. I mean, mostly it's a layman's introduction to jiu-jitsu via uh, Anthony Bourdain. So I didn't expect so many people in the community to get behind it, but I think we all are united behind the idea that we were excited about this getting airtime on CNN uh, for an Emmy award-winning show. So it's not normally what they do, but the one thing Kevin and I were talking about off air is Bourdain said this was a passion project, and that's really cool. So uh, we support that, and I was happy that people like it. So thank you to everybody who shared it. Um, you know, keep sharing it. There's going to be a replay on this Thursday on CNN. I think it's at like six or so. So you want to check your local listings for that. But if you missed it on Sunday, check it again for Thursday. And uh, while you're at it, share my article because the more you do that the higher likelihood I can write about more BJJ at work. I've heard all I needed to hear, plus on-demand, people. You know, let's let's just... Uh, it's 2015. So everybody check their local subscriber. <laughs> Always pushing the on-demand. <laughs> Gotta get the VOD catalog loaded up in legit. Mm-hmm. What else do we got here? Oh, Rafa Sparza, patches. If people want patches, they can get patches. <laughs> I love it. Good transition work, Kev. Um, Folks, we are excited to uh, bring this up to you guys. I know you've been asking for some kind of merch here at the show, and uh, I'm happy to report we do have some. Kev, what is it? They are coming! Email us, verbaltapcast at gmail.com with your email, and we'll make sure you're on the list. Mm -hmm. Find out you can order them. And just put patches in the subject line. We will keep we'll a list. Whatever the fuck you want in the subject don't, line. No, don't tell them that, Kevin. Don't we were doing, put you know, dirty honestly, things in the subject line. We were doing so well until you did that because now they're going to put whatever the fuck they want in there. Can I make an appeal? Put whatever the fuck you want in the body. Don't put it in the subject because when I got go people through like, that Google email, I am going to do a search that says patches. And when it pulls up, patches it should get it from the subject head so that way everybody gets it if you put whatever the fuck you want there is no guarantee and i hey, want america sure. welcome to my life this little <laughs> lecture on how to subject head your emails yeah. oh welcome Kevin. everybody's like yeah and then ref did 17 minutes like he was on air for 10 hours like it's his yesterday commentary job uh Don't i was also gonna say back to me <laughs> I'm the one doing the heavy lifting here. Kevin, you fucking do the promo for the people like Mike Steranka who are refusing Uh to help fund my edible habit. I would like to make a drug commitment. Uh None of the patches money will go towards my edible habits. Um, I will continue to use uh, personal funds for that. A.K.A. whoring on the side. (sighs) Does that not? That's all I had. Uh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have found a way to talk about <laughs> Matt saying <laughs> that you will spend your portion of the money 
on edibles. I'll let you guys I know won't. this. Well, my portion of the go ahead with or without the money, Kevin will still find a way <laughs> to have edibles. There's nothing you can do, say, revoke. Um, not yet, at least. And right now, Raph, I dare say I'm also taking well a little break on the edibles because uh, the aforementioned Percocet. I got surgery Friday. We've been Smashing talking a little success. bit about this, so walk people through what's happened and what is going to happen to you. The blood is still flowing to my meniscus where the tear was, which is a okay. good thing because that means that they patched it up. Okay. So it's going to take a little longer, about 12 weeks recovery for a repaired outside meniscus. That's not the word. Outside's definitely not the word. It's like lateral <laughs> meniscus. <laughs> the meniscus that's outside of your body. See, my my doctors were like this every time we had a conversation. They signed my leg, um, you know, did the whole thing. Great work over there at Lowry Med. Thanks for – I wasn't out that long. The surgery started at 8.40. I was waking up in recovery at 9.40. And I kind of had that disappointed look like, could I go down maybe just for like another half hour? <laughs> Can I do like a solid? Kev needs another napsies. You guys want to me They out? give you something right beforehand, Raph, that'll really jazz up your mood. <laughs> it'll <laughs> relax you. And, uh, you know, pretty cool stuff over there. They asked me why I was getting surgery when I came into the room. So I was like, oh, this place doesn't look at all like Grey's Anatomy. They were like, what are you doing in here? It's like trying to get back to jujitsu. Because presumably they knew what the actual injury repair was for already, but you never know. Why did the you last... make the Grey's Anatomy reference? I don't know, because I was on a heavy dosage of relaxation medicine, as the anesthesiologist sure. called it. I, the last thing I said to him, by the way, I was like, hey, I've got a pretty high tolerance. He's <laughs> like, uh, I'll be able to put you to sleep. And that was the last <laughs> conversation I have any physical memory of. That's good. Then I woke up fixed, and now I'm hobbling around on a crutch. So things are good. Aww. That's all I got. 12 weeks away, I'll be training. And uh, been shooting some some good recovery stuff, at least. I got some footage fresh after. I looked stoned that night, if you can believe it, Raph. I asked Vicky, I was like, how do I look? She goes, uh, like you just got surgery. <laughs> Thank you. You do realize, though, good. that in every video we do, someone asked me, is Kevin Stone here? And it doesn't matter what video it is. It's just any video that I'm in with you. Is Kevin Stone here? My answer is always the same. Probably. But I don't know. I can't prove it. And also, depending on what state is asking me, I say, I don't know. I'm not really familiar with what your laws are there. So uh, We leave the legal questions to our lawyer. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. You want to go talk to Gabe Arges? Sounds like a plan. It's a special kind of athlete slash sociopath that can record one day and then do a podcast the next. Luckily, we have a few here on the line today for the podcast. Competed yesterday from ArgisOnline.com, Gabriel Arges. Gabe, what's going on? How was the competition yesterday? <laughs> Thanks for bringing up ArgisVJJ.com. And then uh, it was a great tournament, you know. Uh, I felt really great. Uh, I was fighting good, you know, like having fun. It's most 
that was like the most when I have fun competing, and then things go naturally. So it was well, a great day. I have great news for you. You've officially become someone Raf's voice gets excited about. Uh, they clipped to one of your matches, and Raph was like, hey, Gabe Arges, a friend of the podcast, and he had that like uh, chipperness in his voice that comes when he knows you. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> great to hear. It was a little tough. I'll I'll give you this much because a you want to be a, a little objective when you're doing this, but b when you're doing commentary and I'm sure as you were able to see, did you see any part of the Buddha video stream? Yeah, yeah. I just went over you know trying to find a couple of my fights and my friends' fights and uh, a couple parts. Yeah, I was able to to uh, follow the the replay right now. It was like. You guys didn't get so many fights of me, which uh, makes me sad right now. But mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is where I figured we were going to go to. <laughs> Don't worry, you're on the list of people that can Don't be worry. upset. About no, 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 the... I know, I know. Gabe Argus, <laughs> definitely, definitely with somebody. You had most of your matches right in front of me, okay? Now, exactly, what... right in front of your eyes and you couldn't support. I, I see, I see how it is, right? Don't give me your crap. I no, 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 no. This is not Gabe Argus comedy hour. Let me tell you something real quick, Gabe. First of all, I think you were alluding to what I wanted to bring up, which is the fact that you can't please everybody. There's seven mats, and there is one main camera. Now, a lot of people say, "Why can't you do picture in picture? Why can't you do you know mat by mat by mat?" I mean, listen. You guys have a way smaller idea of what I really had power going into this because mostly I would just go, oh, hey, can we switch to this mat? And sometimes they would and sometimes they wouldn't. There's, I think, at least one match where I was pretty sure I was like, hey, there's Gabe Arges. Can we go to this mat? And they didn't. And it's just kind of the way it goes. And, I mean, it's not for lack of you provide terrible matches. It's more of a you're trying to hit everything. And a smorgasbord is happening at all times. However, every time you were on camera, you did tend to have a good match. So I guess I can say you're welcome on behalf of the Budo Videos team because I felt like every time you knew the camera was really, like, turned on, you turned it on more. Yeah, I completely understand. I'm just joking with you guys. You know, I, uh, I know there's a lot of matches, you know. And then, See, that's well, I have a text here from Raph that says, purposefully not showing Gabe's matches. Can't wait until the next time he and I roll. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was a weird text to get halfway through the day. You can tell that one's not true because the whole time, and I had told Gabe this beforehand, just in, in passing through messages, I was like, Gabe, I'm fully aware you may try and attack me. And Gabe isn't saying he's not going to attack me he just goes nah <laughs> mm, nah that's funny Raph and I'm like you're not telling me no <laughs> so <laughs> I would see him kind of so up that you've been off Raph and then I can uh, put my anger towards you because you didn't <laughs> commentate my fight and Gabe how did we end this yesterday I was like hey man you did a really good job I, I thought it was really good stuff uh, I got to see it in front of me uh, and I was like, no, I know you'd try and attack me with a Mama Plata. And he's like, no, no, man, don't worry. I got your back. And I was like, that seat, that's not a good closing either. <laughs> he's he's got you thinking. Well, Gabe, talk to us about what it was like to compete. Uh, it's I'm always curious because this was a tournament where you'd be looking and you could see someone like yourself. You could see Gabe Arge's fight. And then all of a sudden across the way, Cyborg's fighting. And then you've got Mackenzie Dern popping up. And then you've got some exciting brown belt that you haven't seen. So 
talk to us a little bit what it's like to compete in that environment. Uh, I personally like a lot the, the Abu Dhabi environment. You know, they they put. I, I mean, they live in warm up area full of mats. You know, so you can warm up. Uh, Does that ever get feisty? Does, do the warm up mats ever get feisty? Does all of a sudden you're training with somebody <laughs> no, no. that's like we know I cyborg? Mean, actually, I was I was I was I was all, usually people just drill, you know. And then I look at the the mat on the side. It was Neil Broad. He was going full sparring. I was like, oh, great, <laughs> nice, that's cool. <laughs> just warm up, like it's good acting, you know. Like people, the, uh, when you go cold to the fight, you feel uh, like you kind of shock. You shock your system, you know. Out of nowhere, if you, if you don't warm up, and then that's actually pretty smart, you know. Like you do a good, uh, good warm up, good drills, or and like in that case, they was like going full sparring. It was sick to see. <laughs> would you uh, suggest that though Gabe is that kind of your MO because you come from a very intense training camp you know the guys over at, at Homilos I mean if you were to tell them hey let's go full blast right before you're about to compete how would that go uh, obviously I mean like you're not going for submissions you know I just uh, just want to get a, a good warm-up and, like, your heart beating hard, you know? You're not going to get tired by just, like, warming up hard because uh, you still nah. have a break between, like, after they call your name, you probably have, a, like, a 10, 15-minute break, you know? So they're just, like, a good hard drills, you know, I usually uh, I like to do. And then uh, once I'm warm and then I, I don't feel uh, – my adrenaline goes lower, too, you know? I don't feel so nervous when I – uh, when I'm warm up, so that's another good point, you know. And also uh, going back to the environment, uh, I really like competing in Abu Dhabi. I like I'm Abu Dhabi tournament, you know. They uh, they stream and then the warm up area, the how they care of the fighters is really uh, it's really good. And especially now with the money and uh, they they really supporting the the professionals of Jiu Jitsu. So that I always support the tournaments because of that, you know. Speaking of which, you made money. Uh, how much money exactly did you make, and how did you get it? Uh, it was uh, fifteen hundred, and then they pay. Ca- they always pay cash right away, you know. So you don't you don't have to worry about you know. They just like very professional. Wow, that's impressive, man! You won fifteen hundred dollars, and you got it in cash, not in check form where you kind of wonder if it's going to bounce or anything, because you never know, jiu-jitsu. Side note, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be awesome if they made it rain for the last 30 seconds of your match? Especially if it's like obvious you're going to win. <laughs> they just, they've got this machine that comes out and just pops it like a t-shirt gun. Sounds great for the winner, Kev, but think about the loser <laughs> on the recipient of the making it rain. Just going, no, that should be my buddy. He's got a 10 <laughs> stuck to his face. It's like, that's not oh, staying. Well, Second, second place to still get good money, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's actually pretty smart because, like, uh, there's not not such a big difference between the first and second place. So mm. there's no like people don't encourage people to close out, you know. So why would you close out if the difference, the the money between the first and second, is so uh, little, you know? So uh, that's very smart, too, you know. That is true. That is true. So walk us through some of your favorite matches because, uh, like you may have mentioned earlier. We didn't get to see all of them, so I definitely was... saw one. But I just got knee surgery, and the painkillers have pretty much eliminated my ability to remember who you were fighting. 
Well, okay, so weight class, I, I fought Bruno Machado uh, from Athos, okay, San Diego. I beat him like a couple advantage. I think it was four or five advantage. And then uh, it was my first fight. And uh, I fought after that, Dan Stolfi from AOJ. And uh, I was able to sweep him. Uh, I was passing. I took his back and choked him. That was the weight class. And uh, open weight. I fought first fight Andre Kabazi. He's he's a uh, really good comparable from lightweight. Uh, Edwin actually fought him in my final uh, world. Uh, I want to say, so I was able to finish him too with the. Uh, it was kind of omoplata, uh, gogo plata actually from the mount. First mm. fight open weight, and then after I fought, uh, it was Johnny Tama. Yeah, it was yeah. Johnny Tama. He's really good, you know. He's really good. I always watch his matches. Really good style. And uh, in the beginning, I was having trouble to pass his guard, and then like I finally uh, got my way to the mouth, and I I went for like kind of a tri- inverted triangle, and then uh, I finished him with the with the arm arm lock from the from the now, triangle. And that then one I know for action. sure. I was watching, and I don't I don't even remember if it was airing or not. But I, I do remember at least trying to signal for you and, and Johnny because it was, I, I it was airing the 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 end was airing like at submission it was on the stream but the beginning of the fight uh, uh, it didn't show. Okay, see, because you were right in front of me, like you were for most of the day, as you would circle like a vulture around me each time. And yes, I was watching most of your match because I would try and keep an eye on the action both on the TV and on the mats. Because we had people calling well, but in. How do you do that? How do you commentate on other fights and still watch? That's a double task. You know, I, I give you guys, uh, gotta give you props for that. <laughs> well, thank commentate you. Commentate and watch my fights at the same time. Wow, it's very nice. Uh, I will say this: it is like you know what it is. You know when you just get in the zone and you get really focused, and you tell John. So I would tell John, I'm like, John, you take the mainstream. I'm gonna keep an eye on the main mats to see if we're missing anything because. At a certain point, it became live by request where people on social media would be like, hey, can you tell me how Johnny Two Toes is doing over on Matt 3? And I'm like, uh, let me see. A lot of that, by the way, because there was a few requests for you, Gabe, because you got to the camera flies over to your match and then goes on to another one. There's like three people that pop up that are like, what? Tell us about the artist match. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Raph was getting that in some res- like basic constant the entire time. Like that the was always going is, on. The one thing I really didn't want probably, to do. Probably my mom was one of these people. Who <laughs> that. It was well, going what, crazy. She went to me. Man, I can't see all your friends competing, but I can't watch your fights. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I will say the one thing we really didn't want to do is we didn't really want to cut away from matches in between. So sometimes I would like give people a nice telepathic message. And be like, hey, Matt Four, can you do me a solid and submit this dude in like the next 20 seconds? Because like Matt Six looks like where it's at. (laughs) I'd really like to move off this match, please. Uh, But yeah, so a lot of it became like at a certain point, Gabe, it was just, you know, look at social media, look at the mats, look at you guys. And that's the beauty of having a commentator like uh, John, because John does really good play by play. And I like being in there with him. And the beautiful part is, is that. Even as you're surveying all of that stuff, I'm still fully aware of what's going on in your match, even if I'm not necessarily watching. Um, mm-hmm. Because with Guy, there is that, that – it's not a delay. It's just you guys are technically setting up something 
that's really, mm-hmm. really hard to do. And the other person's not just going to give it to you. So there's a little give and take Fuckers. that you have a few seconds. Mm-hmm. So when I did see that you had that there, especially with Johnny, I was like, man, I really want to see this full fight. I, we were trying to get it over because I said, these two guys have been awesome today. I, I think it was indicative of, uh, I mean, what was it? Is it a quarter that the two of you guys met in? Uh, it was semifinal, actually. Of okay, it was way. semifinal. Okay. But even then, I was still and like, he, had just beat, he beat Jeremy before, one fight mm-hmm. before, that had beat Isaac Dodderline, you know? So I was like, whoever comes out of that side of the bracket is going to be a tough fight, you know? Either I, Jeremy or Isaac Dodderline or Johnny Tama, you know? And I got to ask you this, Gabe. Did you see Isaac's fight with Jeremy? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a wrong call for sure. I mean, like, I just saw the end. When they go, mm-hmm. gave two, Jeremy actually commented on someone's post and said like, "Yeah, if I were the half, uh, the ref, I wouldn't do the two. I wouldn't give the two points." So, yeah, I don't think it was true, you know. But he has nothing to do with it, you know. There was a, the no. I don't think any person there was going to say. It. Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people would take the points and and go um, because it's not their responsibility. It's not their responsibility to say they know more than the ref. Obviously. Part of the game. However. It was very interesting just because of – it looked like what I like to call a pro wrestling finish where it looked like a botch ending and you see the referee very quickly going, okay, okay, good. He got the two points. And meanwhile, you see Isaac and Turtle and I go, I don't know that I've seen somebody get points from Turtle like that. That's an interesting call. You can't so, uh, can analyze the fight that uh, Celsius and Nishis and Martin Drown, the black belt. It was pretty similar position, you know. Celsius was uh, defending the back two to not give the two points Martin Andre. That would uh, give the victory to Martin Andre. And you can see that uh, Celsius has one knee up, you know. So that wouldn't be two on the same case. That wouldn't be two on the uh, Jeremy and Isaac, you know. But anyway, it was a great fight, you know. Like, both are really good, so. Absolutely. And I was about to say, there was no uh, easy out on either of those two advancing. You look at the two of those competitors, you go, well, it's going to be a hard match either way. For sure, yeah. Tough division. Mm. and Oh, yeah, it was, for sure. What was the most fun fight to be able to watch up close? Because you have a lot of time where you're probably warming up and supposed to be about to be fighting. Did you get to watch one that was good? You uh, watched a couple of good fights. You know, Honestly, I was... Uh... I wanted to watch more of the black belt, but the only fight that I watched, the live guys I didn't watch, so uh, I, w- I, had, I was about to compete uh, in the next fight on the mat, so that's why I watched Master and Celsius, and it, it caught my eye, because it was like, uh, I like those wars, you know, like, uh, Master and had one advantage I had, and then Celsius got two in the beginning, so Master and was like getting up and trying to take uh, Celsius down, so like less me and it was very intense, you know, so it was good to watch. And uh, last night I almost got the two. I almost took the back a couple of times. So that's pretty interesting, those fights that you have the points ahead and then you find until the last second to don't give the points, you know. So it was a great fight. Jiu-jitsu-wise, I'm always curious because you guys are a little bit more on the, the tac- tactician's level. Every tournament, it seems like, you'll hear top level guys take something away that they'll be drilling a little bit more, just keeping an eye on. Did you have a technique you experienced or saw that you were like, I'm going to spend some time digesting that one. Uh, honestly, this one, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't see much. I am probably going to go over the fights and watch. I always do that, you know, see what 
uh, what's new as far as technique wise and but uh yeah probably now people are losing i've seen that people are losing a lot uh using a lot of lapels you know yeah so i try to do i the, it goes on my game good you know i try to put it but i do i try to use just to when you when you're using you know on the bottom and then you figure out a way to use it's uh easier to for you to defend when you're going against it too you know so that's how i do you know usually for the new techniques and stuff Cool. That okay. was an, uh, that was put. kind of an interesting thing. And Kev, uh, I I interrupted him before he could even talk about his final match. Oh yeah, please. Oh, that's true. Uh, so the final match was against Bruno again, the guy that I fought first fight, and I beat him for four advantage. And uh, I was able to to score more points this time. I pulled guard, I swept him, passed his guard, took his back. Uh, and actually, I was choking him, like standing, you know, and then he went all about. The referee said sorry to me after because it should be the cue, you know, <laughs> because he literally just walked out of the mat, you know, like with the submission. But uh, so he gave it two for uh, for me and then came back standing. So at that point, I'm not sure it was like 12 or 14, zero. That was like it was ahead on a good point. So I just pulled guard again. And then we're playing guard. He wasn't moving too much, too. So I was just like, and I actually hear, uh, heard you in the commentary today saying, like, it's not that Gabriel is stalling, you know, it's just playing safe. Like, I'm, why would I open up my game winning 14 0, right? So just waited for, like, we find open weight. Yeah, the matches weren't that long. I mean, I, <laughs> I think it was more so, the point I was trying to make at that point is you see people play really like super conservative in that point they probably would have tried to pull guard and just hold guard where at least when you were trying to do it you were cautious but you were opening your guard a little bit if i'm recalling that correctly to the point to still yeah. try and set up sweeps and still trying to set up something that you can execute and i just had a great respect yeah. for that because you better believe if i was that ahead on points i'd be like you're staying in my guard and we're gonna chill here because um i don't know what to do do you know how hard so, i work for those points we're not going to a little was, thing like yeah, I mean, me like, opening my like guard. And I'm holding 50-50 for six minutes, you know. Like I had 14 and I had like my submission attempt, you know. He ran out of bounds, so uh, I'm just going to play safe, you know, like to find out the open weight. So, uh, yeah, he actually almost said at one point, like, just open because people were saying, like, he want to stay there, you know, his coach. And yeah. then almost said, like, just open your guard. Then I opened my guard, you know, but he wasn't moving too much too. Was like intense beginning of the fight, so I yeah. was just like just playing safe, uh, basically. You know, I have to ask you this because I am curious. You were that close to me. You were maybe how would you say about twenty feet away from me? Yeah, probably. Could you ever hear me on the commentary? Because this is important for me going forward in the future. No, not really. It was oh, even when I was like outside, was about close. to get in the match, you can barely hear. You know, thank nice. God. So, no, it wouldn't have been awesome, Kev. Been this amazing. is good to know because I want to be able to know how much I can get away with saying while you guys are doing that stuff. <laughs> no, no, it was like too far away. You're safe. Okay, good, good. <laughs> too safe. That's hey, I'll take it. Thank you. That's perfect. Now we know that this was obviously a great experience for you. You know, Gabe, what's next? Your last time we talked to you, you were you were training over with our our pal uh, Edwin and. Uh, yeah, you were getting ready to do a whole series of things. Then we ended up running into you at the uh, Nawaza, uh, mm-hmm. the Nawaza Challenge. Tell us a little bit about that because we didn't actually get to talk. I know I talked to you on 
uh, on camera just for a little bit. But how was your experience doing that tournament? Uh, it was great, you know. Like, it's a different game for me. Not close to the... It's like, honestly, out of my comfort zone, you know. It's like to challenge yourself sometimes, you know. Uh, new rules, you know, new game. And then uh, I thought, I knew it was you know, like a good coverage, you know, good fighters. So why not? So I gave myself a challenge and it was... Actually, it was great, you know. Like, even though I cut a lot of weight, you know. Uh, I was focused to do that, like folks to try to win but uh he really caught me off guard i mean like hill hooks you know this yeah. guy's really good hill hooks. gordon is amazing athlete you know he got me and then uh he, i got to learn a lot from that like when you do a mistake in a tournament that mistake itself is gonna help you like, you're never gonna forget i mean like at least for me like all the ways that i lost in my life i learned so much from that you know so I definitely like train a lot uh, defense after that. Even though it's not close to what I'm doing right now, IBJJF circuit stuff. There's no heel hooks, but uh, it's jujitsu. You know, you gotta know everything. You know, so that's what I try to do. My my game, honestly, I try to be as complete as I can. So definitely was a way to learn defense of heel hook, right? And then uh, move from that. Was it overall was a great experience, honestly. You know, I, I like the environment. I watched probably like a couple times after like over and over really good quality of the stream and fights, you know, environment itself. So. Oh, good. I great. mean, so you liked that commentary, yes? Uh, Yeah, even though you never said so many good things about me, but, but... you know, you, you, I, I got to give you that. You're a good commentator. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. How many bad things do you think I'm saying about you? I'm just kidding. I, I think just the only bad thing you said, like, not bad thing, you know. Like, I'll get. No, actually, no. There's no bad thing. I just recall, you, you consider my uh, myself your friend, okay? You always get my back, so thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, Jesus Christ, what the shit? <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I've said all right. I, mean, I like the idea. You're like, I'm sure you said one thing bad. I'm like, name it. Uh, you know, Gabe, uh, the other thing, the other thing, I mean, obviously you're, you're a smiley guy. You're always really nice and jokey whenever I see you. Uh, I always appreciate that. There was something that when you told me, I wasn't necessarily super smiley about, uh, mostly I was shocked when you told me this, but talk to me real quick. Cause I know we, we did kind of move on from, uh, the grand slam, but there was one thing I forgot to bring up, which was this, you were telling me. That if you had filled out the right paperwork, the potential end result for overall teams might have been different. Am I misleading you here? No, you're right. Uh, <laughs> so what happened is, uh, actually, I was one of the first of uh, my, like, from Great Bahia Notre that was signing up for the tournament, so I didn't notice that. Um, I mean, I have this membership in UAE since 2013. Uh, or 2012, and uh, I was affiliated in the Great Sabaha, uh, Great Sabaha, Belo Horizonte, you know, my city in Brazil, and then uh, I didn't notice, I didn't know that was they going to put, uh, I thought they are going to combine all the Great Sabaha points and make just one team, you know, how they, they that's how they usually do at the JGF, they put like team A's and team B, mm -hmm. and they, they score it just as a, as a Great Sabaha, you know, mm -hmm. so I figured they would do the same thing, but uh, actually, no. So <laughs> I scored points for Great Baja, Belo Horizonte, you know. 
and then uh, those hundred points itself would put, would put us, uh, I think, at least second place, you know. And then it could have uh, been even better if my friend. I don't know if you uh, if you saw the purple belt open weight, but it's from our gym too. He won the the weight uh, the open weight, and he actually couldn't fight the 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 weight class final because the coordinator said to him to wait by the mat. And then they were calling his name upstairs. So he got the kill. He got no points. There would be like uh, 40 points more, <laughs> you know. So these two facts uh, alone would give us at least the second place, I would say. Wow. So that's two grand that we have to say bye-bye. And then not this time. <laughs> okay. $2,000. It's your gift to <laughs> other competitors. You're so generous, uh, obviously. <laughs> but, Gabe, who was the person who figured that out? Because I'm a math person. I like knowing numbers and knowing statistics was it you was it somebody else from the team like who was the person who figured out the numbers game that was that was funny because uh while before the open weights final the purple belt you know mm -hmm. when uh, sky uh, was about to win the uh, 60 points you know so uh Cobrin and Homo, they were uh they were competing against each other no i think i'm gonna win uh, i think i'm gonna win first place and they, they were junking with each other you know like together three grand that would be for the first place. So, and then they announced first place alliance, second place, uh, I think it was checkmate, and third place UAE team. And then he said, like, wait, there's something wrong here. He calculated, you know, like calculated here. No, Gabriel alone has 100 points. We got a couple good uh, gold medals on uh, weight classes to blue belt and then uh, purple belt. So, and then Homer went downstairs to double check that, you know, and then he figured out, like, you all, like, messed up on the membership, but. Whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> Too late now, right? I mean, obviously. I mean, I don't think I can go back. Uh, the the extent of my power is exceeded no, now that I'm no longer on the mic uh, over for them. But I can tell you from what we did see, it was awesome. We were really appreciative of it. Uh, what's coming up next for you, man? I know that you're always busy. Like I said, you were doing the Nawaza Challenge out of nowhere from the last time I was talking to you. Um, you know, mm -hmm. what's coming up next for you? Uh, so, next one, it probably will be No Gear Road now. Okay, we'll, yeah. Uh, let it get side for a while now and then, like, focus on No Gear again, just for No Gear World. And, uh, like, we'll see after No Gear World, you know, like, my training is being, like, for the last couple of months, it's been, uh, focused a lot on the No Gear, you know, with all the ADCC camp and stuff. So, the No Gear Road will close out this, uh, this whole training camp, you know. So we'll see after that if I uh, what's gonna come up next. We have like New York Pro, uh, a couple gi tournaments after. So I'm probably gonna do a couple this year still. Uh, I just know I'm not sure what yet. Okay. So but for sure no good words. That's uh, that's on my to do list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like hearing that, dude. I mean, like I said, it, it was a surprise when we heard about Nawaza, but we were happy to hear that. And I knew that you had to do both. You were. You were doing that thing where you go, okay, I'm going to switch from gi to now no gi intensive training, and then I'm going to pick up back the gi for this AGDC or AGDS thing, and then it's no gi world. So it's a very confusing time in terms of gi no gi, gi no gi. Uh, and I appreciate you for, for sure. mixing it up because I think that's really cool. I think too many people get too content or complacent just you know doing the one. Rather than the other, so I, I, I definitely, as a spectator, appreciate that about you, man. Uh -huh. 
Thank you, Russ. Appreciate it. Man. Not a problem. Now, uh, you know, we want to get you out of here, but uh, I have I've told you this, and uh, I, I believe we will make it happen. I will make it happen out trying to come train with you because there's a lot. I I have a lot of questions. Let's put it that way for you. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing I need from you the most, okay? Okay. Okay. So Kev here is now closer in vicinity to me. He used to be out in D.C. Now he's out in Denver. We're supposed to train together very uh-huh. soon, but I need something that's going to take out someone who is taller than me, lankier, maybe a little bit more on the expertise side. So my whole intent for you is to figure out something that you think will take down Kevin when we train. Okay, sounds good. you got it, man. Just show up at Juggernaut. You can uh, work this out, and then don't worry. I got a game plan for you. I'm oh, going to work it out. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's the easiest thing I've ever done. Well, listen, Gabe, I can't thank you enough. You're always such a good time, and I, I will say, seeing your like, really, really uh, nice smile and face before you're going to compete is a complete contrast from the killer that we see on the mats. Um, but we can't tell you how much we appreciate both of those things that you're a gentleman off the mats and that when you are competing, you give us something good to watch. And, uh, I thank you so much for, uh, coming on in on, uh, the podcast again. If you want to, if people want to find you, where can they go ahead and find you, man? Uh, they can find like on Instagram, it's Gabriel Rogers. Uh, Facebook, my fan page is Gabriel Rogers too. So, and my website is rogersbjj.com. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much for the kind words, Raph, and uh, like all the support. Uh, you guys uh, are doing a really good job, you know. As much as you li- guys like to see me fight, I like to watch you guys in uh, the stream with you guys. You guys doing a really good job, and thanks for the uh, for everything. Not a problem, Gabriel Argus, everybody. Raph Esparza. May the record read endurance commentator. Do you think that's a special kind of commentating? I guess. I don't really know. That's cool. Endurance commentating. This is like one of those shows I've had about like extreme puzzling. Okay. That they should put on, on one of the shitty shows that hairs all the reality channels. Um, extreme puzzling is where people try and put together puzzles in extreme conditions. I think extreme commentary is a pretty good one, too. I mean, I did have to work with John Evans, so. Uh, arguably as extreme as it gets in the business. Yes. Especially the way, you know, especially the way he just is so verbally abusive off camera. I know you can't <laughs> talk about that. A lot of people don't want to. I mean, you could hear him doing it. Like, you could hear him starting it up. So. He treats me bad. He tells me not to believe in myself. And the worst, you know, the worst, most What's harmful worst? thing he says. What's that? Your flower sweep isn't that good. See, that's just hurtful. Like, that's hurtful to be hurtful for no reason. And that's tough. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. It's okay. I survived. I endured. But mostly it was like, John, I don't even use a flower sweep that much. And he's like, yeah, and I know why. (laughs) You aren't very good at it. Well, you guys did a fantastic job. So we'll look for you the next time. But that means it's time for some shout-outs for us, Raph. Indeed. I'm going to start Dr. Andrew Motz. Uh, actually, it's Herman A. Motz, so his initials are Ham. Um, 
I know that for sure because again, it was written on my knee. Did Still he go was, ham on you? I don't know. I I did ask him. I was like, "You feeling focused? You feeling precise this morning?" And to make again, sure he was. It's so dumb of you to ask. Well, you got to keep you got to keep tabs because he was like, "Yeah, thankfully the first one went really well." It's like, wait, what if the first one hadn't gone well? Would <laughs> you? <laughs> All right, hold on. So that was fun. Uh, big shout out to his team, also Trish, who was my nurse. Uh, she was fantastic. The guy in recovery, I don't remember because of the drugs. <laughs> uh, Victoria has been fantastic at doing things like feeding me and making sure I got home. Okay, I had to have a responsible adult take me home from the hospital. So she's been uh, faking her way through responsible adultdom for the last few days. <laughs> doing a fantastic job. And Raph, my parents have been married for 36 years today. Aww. They are... They were out just messing around in Kansas City today, having lunch and just going around doing some shopping, and they're hanging out with the fam this evening. So that's cool. Happy, happy thirty sixth to them. It's crazy. Yeah, and definitely. That's gonna do it for me. I'll start off by saying thank you so much to Budo Videos. We really appreciate you guys uh, including us in your stream. We had a wonderful uh, group of guys who were working behind the scenes who were really helping us to make us look better than we really did look. Um, so we were very appreciative of them. So thank you to all of their crew. Um, they are really, really professional and they are super nice. And that is something that John and I know that we felt uh, very good about. I, I try very hard to work with people who I, I feel do good work in the community and who treat people on the up and up. And I can tell you, uh, their treatment of us was spectacular. And in particular, Budo Dave, our capitan for the broadcast, was uh, super nice. And I, I think they enjoyed what we did. So hopefully this is uh, just the beginning of us working with them. But uh, we we truly appreciate being a part of that. Uh, on the same token, I want to say thank you to John Evans. These sorts of things, when people say like, man, you guys were commentating for 10 hours. How hard is it? I mean, it is a challenge. I'll say that. It is something that you you do, I think, much in the same way that you ask a marathon runner how they do it. You just kind of mentally focus and you don't really think about it too much. You don't draw attention to the fact of, oh, my God, my ankles are dying. You just kind of keep running. And then at the end, the doctor tells you, no, your ankles were dying the whole time. But much in the same way, John and I, when we're doing the commentary, we were very happy to do it. But what makes it so easy and effortless and makes it seem like 10 years, minutes, whatever goes by is that you're talking with a good friend. So whenever you're working with somebody that you respect and appreciate, I have a great respect for his style and what he does. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you're just doing it and you're working with one of your good friends, the time really does fly by. You both have a blast and, uh, we both get so excited to talk about jujitsu. And I think that our feeling is, is that if you can understand that we are genuinely excited about a match, you will be too. And we hope that makes it a little fun and a little different than maybe some other broadcasts you might see. Because let's face it, Kev, there's almost no variance to any other kind of commentary you see. They're either the same type that's in the good or the bad mold. But I think you can say the one that John and I do is a little different. And uh, hopefully it fits more into the good mold for your own personal preference. So to those of you who tuned in and appreciated it, thank you guys so much. To those of you who didn't like what we were doing, uh, you know, 
that's your thing and whatever. Go ahead and mute us. It's fine. But <laughs> just watch the commentary and just uh, and tell us what you guys think of the matches. That's a, a cool thing as well. Hey, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. And if you'd like to hear more, of course, Raph will be on for another nine hours. If you guys like... got to stay in shape. Other types of commentary, that's fine, too. But if you don't like what we're doing, just go watch Underwater Basket Weaving. <laughs>